you made it to the live class. This is how to pass NCLEX slash Monday motivation. And we are here talking about surgical nurses. Hi, everybody. I am so happy because guess what? I have to tell you what we have coming up as our next free NCLEX event. Oh, it's going to be so good. Remar Nurse University is going down it is dropping and i'm going to be talking about all 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 that you guys are concerned about in regards to inclex is changing and you have to be ready so during RU, um which is the free class every monday that i have in june we will be going over many, many important things, um, but particularly I'll be going live every Monday to tell you about the changes for NCLEX and other things to pass NCLEX now. And so if you have not signed up for RNU, please do that by going to Remar Nurse, I'm sorry, yeah, remarnurse.com forward slash RNU. I wanted to get that right. Uh, it's very important that you guys sign up for the workbook and all of the updates. Some of you guys may not be following my channel. And so this is a way for you to either click the subscribe button, click the like button, sign up for a Remar Nurse University by going to remarnurse.com forward slash RNU. And you may be asking, why are you going to be talking about NCLEX changes? Is literally because of what you guys say. I hear the comments about the NCLEX changing. People are saying um, it is the beginning of the end because they're so worried about the different uh, question types and the case studies um, and the partial credit that's going to be offered on, on the next generation NCLEX. Excuse me. So I want to get you guys uh, not fearful, but excited about these changes, because uh, from what I have been studying, they are going to be so beneficial. And in in my, you know, in my experience, I think in a way they may be a little bit easier than the uh, than the current offerings of the NCLEX exam. So we're going to talk about all of that during Remar University, uh, because the comments are so funny. I wrote down some of them. Somebody said, Oh my goodness, this NCLEX is going to be so much harder. The next generation NCLEX is going to be so much harder. Mm, I think for some people, it will be harder if you're not prepared. Absolutely. If you, if, if, if nobody's ever talked to you about uh, the next generation NCLEX, it's going to be so much harder because you're going to be like, ah, what is this? But you guys who will be sticking with me and studying with me, preparing for it next year, because it's coming in next year. You will not be you will not be intimidated by this thing. We're going to break it down. And then um, a lot of my remar nurses are just like, oh, I'm so glad I'm taking NCLEX now and I don't have to worry about it. And so honestly, for the majority of you who are watching, I want this to be your comment. I want people to say, Regina, I'm so glad I passed this. I don't have to worry about it at all. So I'm encouraging you guys, if you can take the NCLEX now, if you can um, really settle down and make the commitment, sign up for RNU, Remar Nurse University, sign up for it because we will be in a mode of preparing. And so if you can take the NCLEX now and not have to deal with these changes, do it, do it. Um, but for those of you who are going to be graduating next year um, and who are planning to take the next generation NCLEX, I got you, I got you, it's gonna be okay. All right, it's gonna be okay. All right, so I'm gonna talk more about it. I see so many questions. I see so many questions about um, um, the next generation NCLEX. And trust me, 
I, I, I'm feeling all that you're saying. I know, I know people are getting ready for it. Um, somebody says, I take mine in June. Hopefully, yes. If you can take it in June, remember RNU is going to be all every Monday in June. So you can prepare for with me. Okay. All right, here we go. So let's get into our questions, our surgical nursing questions for today. You came to study. So I have the questions for you to prepare your mind. We're gonna do some motivation and then I'll come back and we'll talk more about whatever it is you guys wanna talk about. So let's get into it. Our first question is this, the nurse is giving instructions on how to properly change a colostomy bag to a client who speaks and understands minimal English, what would be the best way to assess successful instruction? Okay. Number one, ask the client to repeat the instructions carefully. Two, ask the client to write down the procedure in simple English. Three, have an interpreter to assess the client's understanding. Four, have the client redemonstrate the actual steps of the procedure. Okay. Okay, here we go. We got a nurse and she has to do some teaching. She has to do some teaching on how to properly change a colostomy bag. But the patient is... English, hmm, is English language deficient, okay? What's the best way to assess understanding and instruction? Go ahead and put your answers on the screen. I'm not gonna hold you guys long because I see the answers already popping up. A lot of you are saying three, a lot of you are saying four, but the correct answer is going to be, hold it, stick with me. You got it if you chose number four. Having the client redemonstrate. You guys know this. You knew this. You knew this. You knew this. For those of you who got it wrong, y'all knew this. Okay. The teach back or return demonstration, okay, um, is a way to confirm that the client understood the teaching. Yeah, we're gonna have them do, we're gonna have them take the steps. All right. Um, and so by way of the client demonstration, seeing the client do it the nurse may be able to assess which steps, which steps need more help, which steps need more understanding. Man, number three sounded so good. It was a tricky question for you guys, huh? Having that interpreter, we, cause this is what we do. This is how, this is, this is how people fail in CLEX. We make these automatic connections and we don't critically think. So whenever we see uh, a foreign language, we automatically go to interpreter and we think that is the best case, but that's not always the best case. And, and so in this instance, having the client physically carry out the steps is going to be more important than somebody else telling you that they understand it. Because literally we don't know what the client is saying. And so we can say to the interpreter, did he understand it? And the interpreter say something and be like, yeah, yeah, he got it. He got it, right? No, we want to see the patient um, physically do it. And so that's how NCLEX becomes tricky. All right. That's how NCLEX becomes tricky to us, but I'm not here to trick you. I'm here to teach you. So let's keep going. Let's keep going. Question number two is this, an elderly client with lung cancer receiving palliative care reports dyspnea for the past several hours which nursing action is most appropriate 
for the nurse to do. Okay. Shout out to Nurse Ruffin in the building. I see you. I see you. All right. Um, okay, let's get back on track. The elderly client with lung cancer receiving palliative care reports shortness of breath dyspnea for the past several hours. Which nursing action is most appropriate mm, to do? Number one, administer high doses of opioid as ordered. Two, change intravenous therapy to normal saline. Three, give bronchodilators and corticosteroids as ordered. Or four, notify the primary care provider immediately. Oh, comments on the screen. This is a good one. This is a good one. And I just, mm, there's some NCLEX questions that really will show the, mm, I don't know. Let me not. Let me just give you the right answer. Okay. I see a lot of threes. I see it's team three around here. Comments on the screen. Is there somebody else who doesn't think it's three? The correct answer actually is going to be number. It's number three. It is number three. Um, because your patient, although they're receiving palliative care, it is important for you to make the symptoms that you can control go away. And so shortness of breath, if a patient is getting bronchodilators or corticosteroids, that's going to help the patient relax the muscles of the lungs, open up the airways, right? And the corticosteroids are going to help the patient as well to reduce the shortness of breath. Now, remember with palliative care, the treatments that what NCLEX wants you to know about palliative care is that you don't go for the treatments that are going to extend the life of the patient, right? You do go for the treatments that will um, help make the patient comfortable. So things that you don't go for, dialysis. No, we're not going to do dialysis. Um, we're not going to do, uh, what else? Give me some examples. Help me. <laughs> Help me. We're not going to do dialysis. We are not going to do um, um, tube feedings. Nope. We're, we're not going to do, well, we talked about colostomy bags. We're not going to do a colostomy bag. Uh, give me some more examples of non-palliative care treatments. The answer is number, okay. Yeah, the answer is number three. Chemotherapy, love that one. We're gonna we're gonna teach this thing intubation. We're not gonna do intubation. We're not gonna do any kind of mechanical IV therapy. No, I don't think we're gonna do. We're not gonna do IV antibiotics. Nope, nope. Yeah. So you see a lot of patients with cancer being placed on palliative care. Um, no surgeries. Nope. Mm -mm, no surgeries. If you have a mass. If you have a tumor or if you have a growth, we're not gonna um, we're not going to intervene at all. So the interventions, yes, 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 yes. Good, good job, guys. Okay, so those are examples of um, life sustaining treatments that we won't do. Things that we will do. We're gonna put oxygen on you. Absolutely. We're gonna give you pain medication. We can give you therapeutic massage. Um, we can make you comfortable. So we can give you, well, what I said, you know, we give you Tylenol, make you feel like you have a fever, do that. Um, but anything, we're not, we're like anything else that is going to sustain the life of the person, nope. Or anything that's gonna be aggressive, nope. 
So CPR is one of the things not going to do. EKG is not going to do. I'm just trying to think of some things uh, the nursing students asked. Uh, not going to do those things at all. All right. Tag your best nurse. Whoever you think is going to be a best, uh, the best nurse, tag them in this video because we are getting into it today. This is what happens when you show up live. You get to help the class prepare. All right. Let's go to the next question. Okay. All right. Question number three is going to be this. A client is admitted to the emergency department due to sudden onset of severe abdominal pain, stating that he has been experiencing abdominal bloating along with loss of appetite in the past weeks. Hmm. The client is diagnosed with peptic ulcer disease. Which of the following clinical manifestations would require immediate attention by the nurse? Number one, abdominal pain radiating to the back. Two, increased saliva production. Three, hyperactive abdominal reflexes. Four, coffee ground vomitus. I see the nurses that you guys are tagging. I want them to come on and hurry up and answer because we into the middle of the study session right now. All right. Uh, we are talking about a client admitted to the ED and they have sudden abdominal pain. And they say that they have some abdominal bloating along with a loss of appetite in the past week. Okay, weeks. The client is diagnosed with peptic ulcer disease. Okay, right there, peptic ulcer disease. Which of the following clinical manifestations would require, would require immediate attention by the nurse? Lots of four, lots of fours, abdominal pain. Yeah, abdominal pain radiating to the back. Okay, we're talking about what will require immediate attention. I see a lot of fours. I see a lot of fours. But what about number one, abdominal pain radiating to the back? What about number two, increased saliva production? Does anybody care about that? What about number three? You got hyperactive abdominal reflexes. What? Okay. And number four, coffee ground vomitus. I just want to see, is anybody, uh, can I get anybody to second guess themselves? Because you know, when you second guess yourself on NCLEX, you might as well call that test wrong. You might as well, whatever you do, if you go second guess yourself during the NCLEX exam and not go with your first mind, you might as well cancel the license because you have to be able to just go with your first mind and don't change it. If I can say something and you like, mm, I'm just going to abandon my first, you never knew it. You never knew it. If I can make you change your mind, you never knew the thing. All right. The correct answer. Are you holding? Some people are like, I'm holding. I'm holding. Are you holding? Or are you folding? That's the question. All right. The correct answer. Absolutely. Number four. Absolutely. Absolutely. Never second guess yourself. If you change that answer, shame on you. Shame on you. All right, because you guys know that coffee ground emesis is a bad thing. You know that. You know, you know, you know that. And so when you vomit things that resemble coffee grinds, or if you have black tarry stools, then that indicates that you have some bleeding going on. So that is more serious than just peptic ulcer. Yeah, no, the ulcer may have 
perforated. And that's not good. Okay. And so in the case of uh, ulcer perforation, you got to get immediate medical attention. Okay. Because there's things that can happen. Peritonitis. No, you definitely don't want that for your patient. And then septic shock as well, which you guys know, it's a whole system. The whole body is shut down, laid flat. Did you pass the test? That was the real test. The question wasn't the test. The test was, could you stay with your first choice? That was the test. And, and so if you are not familiar with ulcer perforation, which is what we talked about, or the signs of GI bleeding, or peritonitis, these are things that I just want you to take a second. Just take a second and, and study, okay? <laughs> Somebody said, whew, I passed the test, the real test, the real test. All right, okay, next question is this question number four. Okay, the surgical nurse is preparing the client prior to an open cholecystectomy due to chronic cholecystitis. The nurse witnessed the client signing the consent form. Which of the following statements of the client best indicates informed consent? Number one, I know I will be okay because many clients undergo this type of operation recover fast. Two, I understand that I will feel pain after the surgery, but they will do their best to keep it at a minimum. Three, my healthcare provider said he will remove my gallbladder, that there are risks for bleeding. Four, the surgeon will make the smallest incision possible since it is just a small organ to be removed. So what I'm looking for is what statement by the patient validates the idea of informed consent? So you got to know, you got to know kind of three things. You got to know what a cholecystectomy is. Mm -hmm. You got to know what an informed consent is. And you got to be able to sift through what patients say that's in layman terms to see if they actually know what they've been educated on. And this is a three-part question right here. This is it. And there are some options that sound good, but remember NCLEX is looking for the best of them, okay? Because there may be two that, that could be right, that are kind of close, but we're looking for the best of the best here, okay? Are you guys committed? If you committed, then let's get it. The correct answer is, it's three. Yes, it's three. This is informed consent. And there's so many principles around it. But essentially, when the client is able to verbalize to the nurse what will happen during the procedure and the possible risk related to it, then this indicates that that patient has understanding of the procedure to provide informed consent. And this has to um, this has to take place. And remember, with the setup of this question, it's not the nurses. It's not the nurses' responsibility to explain any of that. We're not supposed to explain any of that because we're not doing it, right? So we're not doing the surgery. 
So that means we're not getting the informed consent. And this is something I always stress in the virtual trainer. I, I talk about this in the VT. There we go. They will get an informed consent and they will try to make like the doctor's life easier. Right there. They'll try to say, hey, doctor, I got that informed consent. But when you do that, that means that you have well, not, not only one, you've you've acted outside of your scope of practice, but you have explained to that patient the surgery that's going to take place, the advantages right? All of the advantages of the surgery, all of the possible complications that can result after that surgery, the disadvantages of the surgery, positive, possible alternative treatments to the surgery. The informed consent is a lot. It is a legit legal document. So do yourself a favor, just witness it. Just witness that the patient got the consent, they had the conversation with the doctor and it was them legally signing the consent form. That is what NCLEX wants you to know about that process, right? So here, the patient stating, I'm getting something cut out of me and there are risks for bleeding, that's gonna work, okay? That's gonna be the best answer. All right, I am moving on, I'm moving on, but I gotta tell you this, um, because of RNU, I want a lot of you to already be uh, already be prepared for it because during RNU, we're going to be talking a lot about pharmacology. So I'm doing a 50% off, half off the Quick Facts book uh, today. So I want you to get your Quick Facts book if you haven't gotten it. There's nothing else like it out there. Um, and I use it to prepare my nursing students all the time. So this is a great time to take advantage of the Quick Facts sale today 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 okay let's go on to the next question it's this all right here we go sd was found to have helicobacter pylori infection hmm. the nurse is teaching sd about the triple therapy medications prescribed including including Clarithromycin, pantoprozole, and amoxicillin. Okay. The nurse understand, the nurse knows that SD understood the treatment indication if SD verbalized. Number one, I only take these meds when I'm sick. I'm in discomfort because of my ulcer. Two. The antibiotics will eliminate the germs and put an end to the infection and the formation of acid. Three, because of these meds, my ulcer will heal. It will put an end to the bacteria. Oh, SD is just a person's name. It's not a thing. It's just a person's name. It's like, this is Sean Douglas. Okay, it's just Sean Douglas. SD is a name. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Four, these drugs will recover will cover the ulcer and prevent it from becoming infected. It will then just diminish my stomach's acid output. Oh my goodness. Let me try that again. Okay, SD, which is just a person, was found to have helicobacter pylori infection. 
perfect. We know what that is. The nurse is teaching SD about the triple therapy medications proscribed, including clarithromycin, pantoprozole, and amoxicillin. The nurse knows that SD understood the treatment indication if SD verbalized. I'm reading it again because a lot of these answers that I'm seeing are wrong. Okay. Number one, I only take these meds when I'm sick. I'm in discomfort because of my ulcer. Two, the antibiotics will eliminate the germs and put an end to the infection and the formation of acid. Okay. Three, because of these meds, my ulcer will heal. It will put an end to the bacteria. <laughs> okay. All right. Four, these drugs will cover the ulcer and prevent it from becoming infected. It will then diminish my stomach's acids output. Okay. Please pick the right answer now. A lot of the majority of you don't have this answer correct. And I think you just read it too fast and you didn't pick what you know you need to pick. So go back and pick the right answer, please. All right. Just do me, do me that favor. Cause I, I'm not going to let you settle into this wrong answer when it just don't make sense. Okay. And a lot of you are picking, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to keep it real with y'all. A lot of y'all are picking number four and it don't make sense. It does. It doesn't make sense. So change it now, please. Right now, right now, right now, change it. <laughs> right now, change it, change it, change it. No more number fours. It don't make sense. It don't make sense, y'all. It don't make sense. Okay. Okay, I think we're settled now. We can move on in peace. All right, we can go as one. All right. Okay. It is number two. Congratulations. You picked the right answer. You picked the right answer. These antibiotics will eliminate the germs and put an end to the infection, right? And the formation of acid. Now, I need you guys to be very careful because this is what I'm seeing. Are we all clear on this? Um, the H. pylori triple antibiotic therapy consists of antibiotic, okay, clarithromycin, amoxicillin, and pantoprozole. Um, and this decreases stomach acid. I'm sorry, I have aid here, but it should be acid. I'm finding that a lot of nursing students, they struggle when NCLEX puts a barrier between them and the information. So common barriers are a patient saying something. So we as nurses, when we look at, um, you know, when we look at a medication like, um, Let's pick one of these. When we look at a, a medication like amoxicillin, we know amoxicillin, antibiotic, we know it's a penicillin, like we know all these facts about it. Watch out for penicillin allergy. But NCLEX is not gonna just give us that A to B. They're gonna say, what's the best way that a patient would understand it, right? And so our patient is not gonna say this is an antibiotic. Like our patient is not gonna talk like this. Our patient will say, uh, if I take this medication, then the fungus in my mouth will go away, right? And so you have to be able to keep, you have to be able to pick up on those little nuances as a nurse. This is part of public safety. I think this is another reason why NCLEX is changing because sometimes right now in schools, we just learn it straight A to B. And we're learning so much so fast in nursing school that we're literally just memorizing facts. And then once we don't use the facts, they go away. 
And so we have to be able to read. Uh, you know, I always say reading is fundamental, but we have to be able to make the connection in our patients, right? Um, and and so this is this is all about pharmacology, but it's about pharmacology explained by a patient, right? It's about pharmacology explained by a patient. So R and U, we will be dealing strictly. Well, I can't say strictly, but we will be dealing heavily on pharmacology during Remar Nurse University. And I want you guys to know it so well that you can understand it if a patient explains it to you or if a child says, you know, my mommy gives me something after I eat so I don't have an upset stomach. In your mind, you should be thinking of like four different medications because sometimes, I don't know, does your kids do this to me? Um, my kid will say, my son will say, mommy, can you give me the medication that makes my stomach feel better. Or my kid will say, mommy, are you going to give me something that help me sleep because I don't feel good? And you got to know what they're talking about, right? Because that's how patients do you. I take a little blue pill that helps bring down my blood pressure and I only have to take it once a day. That is what next generation NCLEX is going to do to you. That is what you should be prepared for. All right, I'm off my hobby horse. I'm off my hobby horse. All right, but we are in this. We're studying this, right? And so if you're right with me, then what I was talking about was Remar Nurse University. It's coming. It's coming. Stop what you're doing and write this down or sign up or screenshot this. RemarNurse.com forward slash RNU. So you can go and sign up for it later today. Make this one of the things on your to-do list. It's time. It is time for our motivation. And this is our motivation. Um, really, it's about changing seasons. And that is what life is about. So I want to know this about you. Literally, I want to know this about you. This is the question. What is your favorite season? And what do you like about it? And these are the seasons I'm talking about. Like literally, what is your favorite season? Right now, we are currently in spring. If you're in the United States, we're currently in spring. And although I think people love spring, it is allergies that come along with spring. So yeah, I love the spring, but everybody in my house has allergies. Like almost everybody, even the little baby, right? And so Mark has allergies and Mark is sneezing and the kids are sneezing. And I'm like, Ooh, even the baby. Um, so do you like spring? Do you like summer? Do you like winter, fall? Oh, fall. I don't know. I, I, I might be heavy on the fall. Um, summer, I love fall, the colors. Fall is beautiful. It is. Absolutely. Some people like summer because it's their birthday month. I want to see the comments. Like, I really want to know. Winter? Oof. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. But if you're in a place like Jamaica, I feel like you're kind of like, it's always summer here. I don't know. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Yes. Spring. The spring, the weather is nicer. It gets dark later and you're happier. Absolutely. Especially if you suffer from seasonal depression or seasonal anxiety, winters can be hard on you. Winters can definitely be hard. Summertime, fall and winter. You can't pick two. You can't have two. You got to have a favorite. Um, but no, so this is all This is all relevant because this is our motivation. What, what are our favorite, favorite, what is our favorite season to be in? Right. Mm, summer, fall is beautiful. Jamaica. What is it? Jamaica summer all year round. Spring is my birthday. OK, OK, OK. All right. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So this is what we're talking about. Um, but so here's the thing. 
we all experience different seasons in our lives. Yeah, we all experience different seasons in our lives. And I know we, we know we're, we're talking about what our favorite seasons are, but we know that seasons are temporary. And some of you may be in these seasons, right? Where it's, it's, it's rainy and then it's cloudy and then it is it's sunny and it, everything seems to be happening so fast. Um, but sometimes we get into these ones too, where we have seasons of loneliness, we have seasons of rejection, we have seasons of failure, we have seasons of disappointment, and we have seasons of waiting. Is there anybody willing to say what season they're in here? Are you experiencing any of these seasons? Because they're very, very common, like seasons of loneliness, seasons of rejections, right? Um, seasons of failure. Some of you guys are watching this right now. I think somebody's put on here. I didn't, I didn't felt this, this inclex a, a couple times, right? Um, seasons of waiting. And they're all hard. Like I can't, I can't say one is more. Um, oh, I cannot say one is, is worse than the other. Yeah. A lot of people are saying waiting disappointments. Okay. Yeah. 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 But I want us to remember though, even though we're looking at these things and you can, you can relate to what you see on the screen. And we know that these things are temporary. We know that these things are in our lives, but also we have to know that they have a purpose when you're going through one of these seasons, we have to let God like, you know, do what he wants to do with us during these seasons because they have a purpose and you, you, you can't focus so much on the, the thing that you miss out on the opportunity for growth, right? That you miss out on the opportunity for growth. So let us remind ourselves that every season is different and you must not give up in the difficult times. It's difficult for you right now. I know, I know it's difficult for you right now. Um, and I know it because when you show up here, you give it your best, right? But then when you leave, sometimes you may feel a little different, right? You might have some disappointment. Um, and so although we we cannot choose what seasons we want to come, like we all said our favorite seasons, like, yeah, I, I wish it was fall all the time, right? But I know I can't choose the weather, right? I can't choose the seasons that will come in my life. We can't choose whether summer is coming, right? But we can, um, but we can, we can be prepared for every season that may come, okay? And so just like when, you know, just like when summer's coming now, like, so now the summer's coming soon, I gotta start thinking, okay, now it's time for my kids' clothing to change. I gotta go out and I gotta get some new summer clothes for them. Um, they're gonna wanna wear different shoes. They might wanna go to summer camp uh, for myself with summertime, I know I have graduation season coming up. And so we can still prepare for, we can still prepare for um, times of disappointment by what? Doing what we're doing right now. Like we're building a community. We are trying to strengthen ourselves so that if something happens, we're not left alone. We don't feel like we're alone. We don't feel like we're, there's nowhere for us to go. And those things are very important because in our community, we have people who have experienced seasons of disappointment, but they are now coming out of it. They have now passed NCLEX. And so what they do, they come back and they tell their story. And, and so um, I, I like to spotlight somebody right now who I think is, I, 
I don't know. I just feel like there, I, I heard the story and I'm like, man, this is somebody that has something to say to one of my nurses today. And there's one person that will hear this story and it will change their life. And I just love that. Like I get, I'm giving Remar roses to our community. This is my official spotlight. That's all right. The, the enemy don't want to hear this testimony. Man, that's how it always is. I ain't going to let, mm -mm, uh-uh, nope, 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 nope. I'm going back to it. Normally, when stuff don't work out, I'll just be like, just forget it. But I know that this is strictly the enemy because I was so hyped up about this testimony. Just wait, just wait, mm-mm, nope. Not going to happen today, nope. No, I'm not going to let it happen today. Hold on. It's going to come. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it was going to happen, but I'm not going to let it happen. This is this is the nurse. Mm. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. See, that's what always happens. Anyways. I'm just going to say it. Eight years, eight years out of school. I'm just going to wait for this. See, it don't want this guy. I'm going to wait for it. I need y'all to just tarry with me this testimonial. Wait, so they said they have been listening to it? Okay, they'll say it. They want to hear it. We have to listen to it. Yeah. Okay, you guys got to listen to it. It's coming back around. I don't, man, it always happens like this. Okay, so what I can do. Okay, so what I can do is as I'm preparing this testimonial, as I'm preparing this testimonial, I can go into the changes that I had, the questions. You guys had questions about the changes for NCLEX. Somebody said, call Mark to pray. I love that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I love it. People are like, I'm going to be right here waiting. Oh, Mark, you have to break in. I don't know. Yeah, we got to pray. We got to pray, Mark. Because <sighs> I want this testimonial to play so badly because it's it's so powerful. That's just how the enemy do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, they want you to pray, man. They want you to pray. pray. Okay, we got to pray. Okay. <laughs> okay, we got to pray. Then come back. Something. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I don't know, Mark. Okay, Mark is here. And wow. <laughs> wait, I mean, can you tell the story? I mean, what? Okay. This is real life. This is Remar. We ain't perfect around here. We just doing the best we can. But and we had God it all set us. up. What God played Jesus. it like two and three times. I know. And I said, I told Mark, I was like, I want this to play. You think maybe so, yeah, it's the internet? Been out of school. Nope. For one year, two years, three, four, five, six, seven. This is something that, you know, we want you to hear and we're going to get it to you on one way or the other, whether yep. we put it as a separate video on YouTube or Facebook uh, or just tell the story, you know, ourselves. Um, but this amazing remark nurse was out of school for eight years tested multiple times yeah and found remar 
saw you. But the thing about it is she was studying with uh, NCLEX. Yeah, so she did. She had to do a re remediation. Course. Yeah, yeah. And so she did the remediation, and the re and the remediated coach told her to get the virtual trainer. That's what I'm saying. That was so crazy to me because usually, if you're studying with somebody, they have their own program, and they're like, "Just do my program." Like that's the thing people say. Like if just do my program and you'll be good. But the remediation coach told her to do the VT. Like literally told her to do the VT, which is amazing. Which is so amazing because. Hey, listen. If you're that coach, get in contact with us. Like please. we want to thank you. Yeah. Uh, and share some other resources that you can help your students with. Yep. Yep. Sure. Yep. Yep. Love that. Love that. And I think that's that's the beauty of it. Is like, yeah, there are many different teachers, and um, there's a lot of there's a lot of ways you guys can get help. Somebody said, this is me. There's a lot of ways that you can get help, but man, for for an educator to refer a student to Remar is just is just phenomenal. So, um, and we're seeing that more and more. Yeah, she's like me. I have to do remediation as well. Yes, yeah, some states require you to do remediation um, through your through your licensing board. And and the difficult thing about it for a lot of students is that those remediation it's difficult to get uh, on a list for a. Remediations, and so those remediation courses will will only be a limited amount from the state board of nursing. So they'll say, in order to get your license, you have to go to this educator for remediation. Right. And so um, it's really cool for that educator, whoever made the list, to be like try Remar. So that's really cool. For sure, and I know Florida is one of the big bigger states that has that requirement. Yeah. So many times, mm -hmm. and we have a lot of Remar nurses in Florida. That's great. Uh, but the cool thing is, you know, that you've been you know, helping nurses for so long. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's going on almost, what, 12 years close to yeah, right now? Uh-huh. You know? And so the remediator may, may have been, been a, a Remar nurse. nurse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's happening is that so many Remar nurses are graduating, and then over time they move up and they become educators or they become clinical leaders, and they say, go to Remar. So it's, it's really a beautiful thing. All right, Mark. I we I don't know. The devil, man. He just did not want us to do. But it's not enough. It's not enough um, because we're here yeah. together. Yep. Which is powerful. You don't like that. It's beautiful. And we about to pray. And we about to pray. And we about to pray. Yeah, so yeah, see, yeah, yeah. devil. Now you don't want. You didn't want us to pray. Yeah. Now we gonna pray. Now we gonna pray this whole thing down. The whole thing. The whole thing. We gonna pray and we gonna shut this broadcast. Hey, and listen. Also on Winning Wednesday, we'll bring it back. Okay. We'll bring her back for Winning Wednesday and share her story because it deserves to be told. After eight years, God is good. So, hey, guys, listen, let us pray. If you are a repeat test taker. If you uh, need you, prayer, just you need put prayer, me. Just put, yeah, just put me. Or amen. And we are praying. We're going to pray right now. We're going to pray right now. We're going to pray. Okay. Here's a testimony. Okay. A lot of people are putting amen. Love seeing you two together. <laughs> Always in the background. Y'all know. They, the babe, as soon as I said this video ain't working. Somebody said, call Mark because they know you're here. Hey, listen, I, I was actually, I was downstairs about to work out. I was about, and I had the, had the earbud in and I heard you. And I said, let's go. Oh let's man, go. that's let's what go. I'm talking about, yeah, man. That's what the <laughs> man, ladies, that's what your husband supposed to do. Supposed yeah. to be in the background. All right, okay. Come on, okay, 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 okay. Oh wait, hold on. People are still coming in. People are, people are still coming mm, in. Mm. People are still coming in. And we're asking in. God to intercede on your behalf. Because sometimes it's not always just the content. Uh, it's not always just answering the right questions, but it's also about having a peace of mind. 
uh, in a right state of mind. So that's why we always say with God, it's possible. Yeah. We know that you may have put in that effort, um, but you need something just a, on an extra uh, extra dose of, of help. Yeah. Uh, so we know where our help comes from. Uh, we believe that your help comes from, uh, from can come from the same source as amen. well. Amen, amen, yeah, yeah. amen. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. All right, you ready? Yes, let us pray. All right, let's pray, let's pray. Uh, Father in heaven, thank you for an opportunity to intercede, Lord, on behalf of the Remar nurses, uh, those who are watching uh, here, Lord, uh, in, in the U.S. and also abroad. Lord, they're yeah. your students, your nurses, your, your children, your sons, and your daughters, Lord. Uh, there's somebody listening to me right now that has been struggling with this test, Lord, for, uh, for over 20 years, Lord. Oh. Uh, they've been out of nursing school for a long time, Lord. Oh. They've been struggling for more than 10 years, Lord, and they've given up, and, they, and they're on the verge of thinking that, you know, maybe they can't do it. Oh my God. There's somebody, Lord, that has sent us an email and they're just asking for help and looking for direction. And Lord, this is an answered prayer to what they've been searching for. I ask that you would give them the courage and strength to move forward, uh, knowing that your grace is, uh, is everlasting and abundant and that you have enough grace for them to pass this test. Uh, not because, Lord, because they are uh, the smartest one in the class, uh, but, but, but Lord, you said that they would be the head and not the tail. Thank so we stand on the promises of God, Lord, and in Jesus' name we pray. That's that you would give healing, that you would give deliverance, and that you would give them a ministry, uh, and a ministry that is uh, able to support uh, their clients, uh, to support the hospitals that they find themselves placed in, or whatever, however they use the license of the RN or the PN, uh, or that master's, Lord, as you would choose to do. And Lord, I ask that this ministry would make room and provide for them and their family uh, so that they can be a blessing to others. We thank you for all of these things. Those who are testing soon, uh, as words that you would give them a peace of mind, a stillness of heart, and also that you would watch over their households as, as they have dedicated this amount of uh, space to passing the test. As for that they would lack in no areas, yes, that they would Jesus. not lack in their marriages, that they would not lack in their in their worship, that they would not lack in their friendship, and they would not lack in their relationships, Lord. Um, but that everything would rise. Uh, for your glory, in Jesus' name we pray. According to their faith, name. it is done. In Jesus', in Jesus name we pray. Name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Remar Nurses. With God, it is possible. With God, all things are possible. Amen. Never leave out that I don't want to just see an it's possible. Some people just post it, it's possible. No, it's not possible. But with God, it's possible. Thanks, Mark. Amen. Amen. Show her one more time. We're going to bring back her testimony. We're going to show you the video on the winning Wednesday by God's grace. Yeah. Eight years, guys. Eight years. Never give up. Never God give bless up. You guys. God bless you. Thank you, Mark. Devil, you ain't got no place here, devil. You ain't got no place here in this place right here. Our nurses, we standing on God's promises. All right. Is that too much? Is that too much, y'all? Do we do? We do too much sometimes, huh? But that's just who we are. You know, that's just who we are. And so I know um our broadcast isn't for everybody but for those of you who am who can enjoy our space and, and vibe with us here um this has been a very motivational monday uh and this has been a very educational monday and this is how we should start off our week we should start off our week anyways with prayer we should start off our week anyways with prayer so uh mark if you're listening we need to be doing this all the time uh, because we do it of course we do it you know off camera but on camera is good too on camera's on good too. All right. So thank you guys so much. We do, we do have RNU coming up and I hope that we can continue the study session. Woo. Y'all feel that? I just like, man, 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 man. Prayer is so powerful. 
I feel like somebody really, like somebody really, really needed that prayer. Like, you know how it says all things work together for the good. So even though the video didn't play, sometimes we have plans and God is like, nope, I'm doing this. And so now everything has to do this. So maybe the video, you know, we sometimes we give Satan too much credit and we say Satan, but maybe God needed Mark to come up from out of the work room to pray for somebody, to pray for somebody that's testing, to pray to somebody that is anxious. We talked about the spirit of waiting, the spirit of loneliness. Somebody needs to be prayed up out of that thing on today. And the man of God, the God's servant had to come up and do it. So, hey, man, hey, we give we give God all the glory and we just submit to his will, whatever he wants us to do. So I hope that you guys indeed have a blessed day. I hope you guys have a blessed day. God's time, not our time. That is the motivation. That is the motivation right there. God's time, not our time. Okay, guys. All right, that's it. I got no more. I don't have no more. No more, no more. God is good, you guys. I hope you have a wonderful Monday. Um, and if you guys need to contact myself or team Remar, please just email me support at remarreview.com support at remarreview.com. Or if you're following me on Facebook, just send me a DM, just send me a DM. Okay. God, see you later guys. You can, oh, I gotta say that you can, you will, and you must pass in clicks. Uh, bye guys.